Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. So welcome everyone to another episode of Gratitude. And today we have our good friend, Bergamy, who is here. In real life. In real life. We are at SSPT <laughs> Live. We are all together in person right now. So this is really special for us because Sarah and I. We're really, never in real life. Yeah, like, we're never uh, <laughs> Wait, this is the first time you guys this are second. meeting? This is oh, the second, second, time. second time we've ever met. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Yes, but we are so excited to have you on. And if you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about your journey into PT, and I know you just graduated PT school, so what are you doing now? What am I doing now? I just graduated from MGH. Really, um, now I'm just focusing on trying to get a job. But before that, you guys probably know me as that dude who made a YouTube video that um, how to get in PT school with a low GPA. So that's pretty much me, who, for those who are trying to figure out who the hell Bergamy is and why do, they, why do we need to listen to him. <laughs> so that is me. That is how, how I got into PT, basically. Actually, I didn't know what PT was when I, when I was in college. The whole plan, I'm Haitian, by the way. So when you grow up as a Haitian person, you know, there's only three professions that you're allowed to do. You can either be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. And I like anatomy, so I said, it's just, you be a doctor, you know, <laughs> follow on the line of medicine. And then um, seven, at 17, my mom sent for me. I, I moved to the country at 17 years old. And I decided to pursue college degree in biology. I didn't know they were like pre-med at the time. Mm-hmm. Back in 08, it was just, oh, you can, you know, before you go to med school, you can get a bachelor's degree in biology. So that's what I did. But halfway through, some of my friends who wanted to go to med school, they were legit studying really hard. But I wasn't doing that. I was, wanted to party, you know, just socialize in college. That's what people do. I just wanted to party, get to know people. I wasn't interested in, you know, studying because I, I was already studying too much with, you know, having a degree in biology. You know, you study a lot. So I wasn't interested in doing extra studying because they were stud- studying for the MCAT already. So I said, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm at med school is for me. So, yeah, and that was junior year. I got that revelation, believe it or not. So um, I went to my um, advisor, and she legit, he legit gave me a list of alternative career. It says, the list says, the title says, alternative career to medicine. So <laughs> nothing else matters. <laughs> Only medicine matters. Nothing else matters. So... I was looking into it, podiatries, ah, what is that? Wait, you got to check people's feet. Ah, no, I'm not into that. Mm-mm. And then 
fifth in the list was physical therapy. And then I was like, huh, what is that? So I checked it out, went to the APTA website, and they had this video of, you know, physical therapies treating kids. And I said, oh, that's fun. I, I work with kids a lot. Um, let, me, let me get into that. And so I went and observed, called the same. I got home. That was like summer vacation. I got home. And then um, I went to a clinic. Lynn was just, hey, I'd, I'd like to observe. Can I do that? They're like, yeah, come next week. So then I observed. And it's like, wow, this is, this is chill. You know, people seem to be having a good time. You know, they're not stressed and they're not complaining. And I said, mm, let, me, let me pursue that. So then, of course, I didn't know anything. You know, I just said, yeah, you know, let me see what the requirements are to go to PT school. And then they said, oh, your GPA needs to be this, needs to be that. And I had a 2.69 GPA. <laughs> and then the, the requirement were like 3.0. I said, screw it, I'm going to apply it anyway. And then I just, you know, did the work, took some prereqs and then I applied, got denied. And I was like, okay, I can't do this again. I got to figure out what, you know, what next to do. You know, how do I get this application better? And then along that same line too, um, my parents and, you know, my, my stepsisters, they came to me and said, hey, listen, uh, I know you like PT, but, you know, you didn't get in the first time you spent all this money. You got to, you know, I know you're applying again, but you got to think about plan B. I was like, what's your plan B? I said, what's plan B? I don't, I don't have a plan B. Like, I know what I want to do. I want to do PT. There's no plan B. The plan B is do the same thing that I did before and better. And it, of course, they didn't like that answer, but that's fine. We know the result now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually, you know, I grinded my ass off, was working 40 hours a week and then doing um, 20 to 25 hours working for free as an intern at a PT clinic just to learn the rope. Along that same line, I got a, that same job. I got you know, a nice recommendation letter, which helped me the second time around. But I think what helped me the most was going to the school that I wanted, which was like down the street from where I live. I just went there and listened to one of the anatomy professor. And then I cornered her after the presentation. <laughs> and I said, hey, listen, I applied the first time. I didn't get in. I'm trying to get here. What can I do? Would you be willing to meet me one-on-one? She said, oh, sure. You know, I'm going on vacation, but you can come next month. Of course, next month I follow too. We set up the meeting. And basically, she didn't really tell me anything new, to be honest with you. She just told me everything that I already knew. I said, that's fine. I, now you know I, who I am. Of course, doing the interview, when I got the interview call, the first person I saw was her. I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is good. This is good. And then, yeah. And got into PT school, you know, like the first day, you guys, you guys are in PT school. You know how it is. The first, the first couple of weeks, you feel great. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yes. Oh, I'm in here. And then, you know, after like a couple months, we're like, shit. <laughs> that shit is hard. Second year. Second year. Is that your second year, man? After six months, I was like, wow, this is hard. Like, I really need to study. And then the second year came along. I was like, I don't know why I was complaining the first year. Because I had it way easier the first year. This is hard, second year. Yeah. And then by, by the end of the second year, I wanted to leave. Because I, I got into SSPT. I was learning tons of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was ready to do stuff. And I was trying to have other people catch in. Trying to have my friend join the pool. But no one, no one was interested. Everyone was just like, no, we, just, we, just, we don't know anything. 
you know, let's learn the, the clinical experience. I was like, yeah, but you can learn all the stuff too. You're not doing anything else after this. You're hanging out with me. I'm playing soccer. I have time. You guys not doing anything. You just learn, let's learn the other stuff. So I was trying to feel my class, feel my class around just to see who wanted to be part of, you know, wanted to do other things. But everyone was focusing, you know, clinical skills. I was like, ah, okay. And then, you know, I, second year of SSPT, I came down here and um, I was still doing pre-PT stuff through Greg presentation. Something resonated and me said, hey, you know, I like doing the pre-PT stuff, but there's something I like better, which is soccer. One of my first memories was soccer. My dad screaming at the TV. I remember this vividly. I was four years old. Um, Brazil had lost the World Cup. No, Brazil won the World Cup against Italy, 1994. I'm old, by the way, because I'm 30 years old. <laughs> you guys are wondering. You, You're not you, old. Yeah. You guys are looking at me like, what? 1994 is when I was born. <laughs> I mean, that is when yeah. I was born. Yeah. It's still not that old. See, I was, I was four years old, and then I remember this. And, you know, my dad always watching soccer. And then, you know, that's like the Haitian culture. Just soccer is big, so people always play. I only play in high school in Haiti. When I came here, I moved at 17. Soccer wasn't a priority. Soccer was just, you know, a sports that you play, but, you know, it's not going to, you know, bring food to the table. You know what I mean? So I came here at 17. I only focused on clinical skills. But, you know, I always did intramural. I'm always playing in summer leagues. You know, I'm always trying to get better, even though I'm not going to play professionally. I'll be doing drills too so my touch can get better. Doing all kinds of stuff. And people ask me, like, do you play professionally? Are you trying? It's like, no, I just, you know, when I play pickup, I don't want to be like the guy that's just bad, yes. you know, like I want to be the like guy. one of the, the good, the one of the best guy at, when I play pickup. So that was my motivation. When I'm playing into Mule, when I'm playing in those leagues, I want to be one of the best players. I'm not trying to be a mediocre player. So this, this is where this passion come from the thing I'm doing now with the soccer obsess this is it this is just me trying to get better and then I came here last year and I said man I, I watch soccer all the time I play soccer I'm doing a little podcast on soccer so let me just switch my Instagram football about soccer so now it was just trying to figure out okay how do you do it then you know I came here I started learning who you target who's gonna be your audience are you going to be, is there someone that's already doing what you want to do? How are you going to do it differently? For me, like I had experience doing YouTube videos. So the way I thought about differentiating myself in the landscape was, you know, make the video a bit cooler because people don't read. I found out people don't read the description when they scroll through I mean. Instagram. Like they don't, <laughs> like they don't. Like I'll post a video and I tell people exactly like the reps and sets and then people comment what are um how many sets how many reps it's like guys guys it's it's in the description <laughs> and then i started changing my videos a little bit to started putting the description in the video in a way that's not overwhelming mm -hmm. but at the same time still look cool so i use my like video editing experience and then use the things i'm learning in pt school and the thing i'm learning about strength and conditioning and things i know about soccer and then merge all this thing together to build the page to where it is now. So right now the, the focus is on, okay, now let's, let's create some product. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm out of PT school and I have a little bit more time to work on it. So this is where I'm at now. Like I'm just graduated, still learning. Mm -hmm. By the way, you guys gonna come out of school and you're like, wow, I, I still don't know anything. 
that's how I feel like. So I'm still learning, learning more about PT, learning more about strength and conditioning, learning more about, you know, the soccer culture. Because it's one thing when you play, you talk about it a lot. But when, now when you start talking to like semi-professional player, high schoolers, you start learning a bit about the culture and like, oh, okay. You're like, well, man, why do soccer players don't like strength training? And then as you navigate the landscape, you realize, oh, there is no time for strength training because kids are going into multiple camps. You know, they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, there's no time. You got to fit that time in the schedule and they don't have it. And not only that, their coach don't know about strength training either. So that's where that thing comes from. Like, I want to educate people and soccer players on, you know, the things to do to be more durable so that you can reduce your chance of injury. Really, people... People don't care about that. They want to know how to get faster, how to be stronger. How to score more goals. How to score more goals. They, they, they have the goal in mind, but then I have to like bring it down to, okay, you want this? This is some of the things you got to do. Like mm-hmm. This is the fundamentals. So I guess right now I'm still learning about education, and just mm-hmm. how to, yeah, I know you have your goal. Then I know this, I know the goal is important. I know what I'm preaching is important. Okay, and here's... What I'm preaching, this is how, how I'm preaching is going to help you with, you know, you making, you know, like catching your, you know, your, your opponent and whatnot and scoring more goals. I have a kid that's talking to me right now and all he talks about is just, I want to score more goals. I want to score more goals. I want to score more goals. And then like, he's just, he's, and you, you can see that he's losing confidence. And then I was like, oh my goodness. Now I can't just be a PT. I have to be a sports psychologist as well. And that's when I thought, you know what, let's make a podcast on it. So I can't speak about that stuff. And let's invite guests to talk about this stuff. And then that's when we, me and Andy, the football physios, yes. started um, this, this podcast. And now it's, I believe it's growing. I don't know. I'm not comparing that metric with other people, but we like our numbers. So yeah. Far. yeah. I know I've been following you guys and especially on Instagram. And I can tell, I mean, people are engaging and people are, like you said, probably reaching out to you. So it's important to have that education, which you both are providing value. Thank you. Thank you. Agreed. She's more into soccer than I am, but I like your YouTube channel because yeah. <laughs> like you. we talked about before this, Bergamy's videos were the first videos I ever watched like about PT school and about having a low GPA. It is that one. There are yeah. more of them now. There are more, yeah. Which is amazing because although my GPA wasn't that low, it was still like, borderline to not be getting in anywhere and that's a lot of people are in that boat but you don't know it until you see other people like yourself that's one thing yeah well thank you thank you for for watching the whole i get I, you know i get this a lot now people say yeah you're that youtube guy and i was like <laughs> oh like, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that youtube guy <laughs> okay that works yeah. i got stopped on a train one time what? it felt weird wow. so like one one girl i remember in one of my rotations this girl's looking at me like weird. It's like, do I know you? It's like, oh my God, you're that YouTube guy. And then her face turned red. Oh. It's like, it was like, wow, this is, it's like, you, you realize I did this with my iPhone, right? <laughs> there, yeah, like, there's no producers behind this. I'm not a big shot. Like this is just me just staring, sharing my story. Mm-hmm. But one thing like I realized too, from people that watch my video, a lot of them is like, yeah, I was running away from, other platform because it was just too toxic. Like I went on the, on this platform to get some help and then people started comparing. It's like comparing GPA. People had like 3.9, 4.0, 3.7 GPA. I felt like I 
I was like, oh, well, I give up because everyone's just blowing out their stats and their stat is just off the chart and mm-hmm. mine is not. I might as well not apply. That's just how it is. That's so frustrating to hear because that is what people think. No. If they've gone to an advisor or a professor or anybody, sorry, professors, we can do it. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> so the good thing about it too is just I never went on those medium. Like the first time I applied, I never went on those platforms. Oh, good. That's good. I only knew about it the second time around. Oh, oh and then I was like, oh, oh, that's not good at all. I don't like this. But things work out. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. And if you had to give one piece of advice to PT students, now that you're graduated and you've gone through school, what would you say? I would say love the struggle. Oh, I like that. Because this is legit. I just realized this while I was listening to um, one of the speakers talking. Anything good that happened in my life is just me struggling. Me going into PT school, I like my school more because I failed the first time around and then I had to work hard. And working hard, trying to do the things I need to be doing to get into PT school, you know, changed me. It made me like Berg 2.0, whatever. <laughs> and then same thing that happened. Like I failed the MPTA the first time. It was devastating. Like my classmate, everyone was cheering. Oh, I pass, I pass, I pass, I pass. And then check my score, it says fails. Like, oh my God. So I got to call my mom. I had to tell my girlfriend, like, all the people from my classmates were reaching out. Bird, you passed? No, I didn't pass. I, yeah, you do it the second time around. Don't worry. And then I had to get into Cal Rice program. Another Cal's not paying me for the plug, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Cal Rice program, and um, you know that guy's great, man. He's just what he taught us in in that class. Is just amazing. And then I had to go through that, like like a scheduling like four mm-hmm. or six hours because when i was studying the first time i was studying maybe like two hours a day but with kyle i was studying like four hours a day and i was doing things differently and then there's stuff that i learned like i found out through kyle's rice program like the stuff i hated learning in pt school i like learning and not because he yeah. taught us a better way to learn mm-hmm. so i had to go through all that process and then now that i passed and then i got i, I after i passed because you guys know, like, you, once you're done with your clinical, they send you your, your doctorate degree because yeah. you, you're done with school. Yeah. But I never opened any of those stuff because I felt like I didn't pass the NPTE. I'm not opening anything. It's not, it's not real yet. Mm-hmm. And after I passed, I opened it and felt great. Now I can, you know, I'm a PT now. It's like, okay, I know how things are in the profession, but I like what I did. I like where I am now because I, I really had to work hard and spend a lot of money to get there and it made me you know a better therapist i think i'm a better therapist because i failed the npta the first time around than if i didn't fail at all mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying like yeah the yeah. struggle makes you who you are so yeah. enjoy it that was great advice i know i hope you guys take that to heart because not everybody is gonna like you said not everybody's gonna pass the first time or you know, there's going to be different things going on, even in PT school that you're not going to expect and you just have to keep going. That's right. Yeah. And for people who want to reach out to you, if they have questions, where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook. It's my name, Bergamy Janis, B-E-R-G-O-M-Y, last name Janis, J-E-A-N-N-I-S. You can find me on Instagram at oh, that's Berg. <laughs> or you can find me like legit, oh, that's Berg. Eric can find me on the Soccer Obsessed 
on Instagram too. Perfect. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and I'm sure we'll stay in touch and have you on again. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.